0: other schools, and I, I think one of the things that really impresses me about you, and I'm sure everybody can uh, detect this just in your voice, is that, A, you seem to be a very joyful person, and secondly, you seem to really enjoy your job, and probably along with that, you got to have a great love for uh, the children that you're educating and forming at, at, there at uh, Sacred Heart.
1: Absolutely, yeah, we have, it, it's a very special place here at at Sacred Heart, it's, It'd be impossible not to fall in love with it. <laughs> it really would be. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I, I the, the 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 city itself. I don't know if you guys call it a city or a town of uh, Munster is very unique. And I've uh, bragged about Munster many times on the radio. Never lived there, but every time I visit, I just walk away saying, "This is this, there's just something different about Munster." Very Catholic, and uh, so talk about that. Did you? I, I know. I I think you grew up in Houston. I know that Saint Clair of Assisi was your your parish home. Uh, but what brought you to Munster, and what's unique about the city and the community? itself
1: um well the the position for principal came open and um the superintendent at the time uh, jennifer pelletier um had mentioned to me that uh she thought that i would really enjoy it and so i did uh throw my hat in the ring and that is how i ended up here it we have pre-k three through 12th grade and so one thing i have Um, really enjoyed as an administrator (laughs) is that you can go and catch circle time in the morning with our pre-K-3 and then stop by and get a chemistry lesson, you know, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or a dialogue about, you know, the the precepts of the church and with the older, with the older ones with high school. And, and it's really unique. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah.
0: And the, the, the pre-K three through 12th is somewhat unique. I know there's a, a lot of Catholic schools that end at, at eighth grade and then the students have to decide where they're going to go uh, to high school. Uh, how does that change the dynamic for having, you know, literally what, three and four-year-olds in the school and also, you know, 17, 18-year-olds as well?
1: Well, it, it it actually it really does because we have the uh, the great blessing of being able to to form these little and big souls from the time they're three all the way through twelfth grade, and so you really um, form a special bond with them, and you really get to model for them at each developmental stage. Um, that, that Christ has a mission for them, specifically a vocation for them, and, and to help them find that at all those different levels, make that discovery. is um, It's just beautiful all the way around. Yes. yes.
0: You, you, um, you mentioned to me in an email that the uh, Sacred Heart uh, Catholic School in Munster is undergoing a uh, kind of a transition into a classical model. And I don't know if that's the right way of, 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 of describing it, but tell us about that, why it's happening, and where you are in that process.
1: Um, well, we, the whole Diocese of Fort Worth, actually, is, and, and, um, is transitioning to classical education. And so we um, have specifically looked at our language arts and math curriculum for that, and um, it's just really everything intentionally points to um, the truth, beauty, and goodness of creation, and as it does that, of course, it points to the Creator of all good, um, our Heavenly Father, and uh, and so there's a very distinct intentional focus on that in each content area, whether that be physics, algebra, religion, um, of course, um, language arts. Um, we're studying a lot of the great works, um, which we had been before, but now we've added a couple more to the repertoire and are breaking it down um, at an even deeper level. And, um, yeah, it, it's been quite a journey. It definitely
0: has. Yeah, so, and I, I remember I, I did an interview with Brenton Smith, the new superintendent. You mentioned uh, Jennifer Pelletier, and I know she recently passed away, so may God rest her soul. Uh, yes. And I spoke with Brenton, and he kind of explained how this was all going about and the reasons for it. And then uh, the principal of uh, Nolan came in, Carlos Ortiz. And so, uh, so when we say classical, and you mentioned, you know, some of the great books is is this going back to, uh, like, Greek philosophers? Is it Aquinas? Is it, you know, Aristotle? I I mean, uh, Augustine is all all the above. So kind of, yeah, kind of explain that a little bit more of of what exactly classical means.
1: Um, Well, yes, we will be, our goal is to, you know, be studying Aquinas and Aristotle. And, um, you know, I I always kind of say uh, that, Catholics Catholicism invented the system of education. There is nothing more classical than Catholic education, yeah. and yes, yeah, so all those all those great teachers, those great works um, come along with that, and, and so the idea is that they think it, it, the idea is that they 're not learning what to think but how to think um, critically. Um, and intentionally and with forethought.
0: Hmm. And is that, uh, you know, pre-K-3, is uh, it's, you know, somebody say, oh, gosh, you know, you're teaching the, the three-year-olds, Aquinas, or is it across the board, or is it kind of worked in more with, like, the older kids, or is it something that you've had to kind of make a transformation across all grade levels?
1: Um, we're starting, um, well, the little ones, our um, Montessori, pre-K-3, 4, and Kinder, they are doing Latin. And, um, and we've started integrating Latin into sixth grade and above. Mm. And so eventually, and we're adding a grade a year, so they are doing Latin. And, um, and that will prepare them uh, for when they get to, uh, you know, sixth grade and above to look at the great works and um, really grasp a deep understanding of them.
0: Very nice. Um, I I want to give you a chance to just kind of brag about some of the other mm-hmm. things. I know before we started the interview, I, I mentioned that to you, and you started uh, talking about Stock Show and TAPS Photo mm-hmm. Contest and uh, all these things, and I said, oh, yeah, let's so, so tell us about some of the things that you're proudest of as far as the students and the school in general and some of the accomplishments of the lab, maybe the last year or so.
1: Sure. Sure. Um- well, we um, there were 1,800 entries in the Fort Worth Stock Show, and um, we had two of our students place one of our little first graders, Cooper Whitecotton. He placed second in um, the five-, six-year-old division with his drawing of, um, based on Vincent Van Gogh's sunflowers. Um, and then one of our high school juniors, Clint Besner, he placed third in the high school division, with his uh, 3-D sculpture of a beautiful uh, succulent. Mm. And, um, oh, it was amazing. Both both of them did wonderful work. And then we had six students place in the TAPS photo competition. That's the Texas Association for Parochial and Private Schools. And, um, and then there's an essay contest that we uh, enter each year, The Voice of Democracy. And um, we had five students place in that. And, um, so we did well in art, in, um, in writing, and then, of course, our football. We, we had the great opportunity to play in the Catholic Bowl. That was so much fun. <laughs> and, um, and we went against Shiner St. Paul. Uh, and so <laughs> the boys were really proud. And, um, and, and they went to state. They finished, um, their football season with 11-2. Um, so they did really well. Oh, wow, well.
0: that's very good. Yeah. And yeah. then
1: for bas- basketball, both our boys and girls have uh, qualified for the playoffs. So that's still kind of to be determined, but they are heading to the playoffs, um, which is really fun for them. They, they've they had a great season, too. And uh, the, probably one of the most fun things that our um, – our students have doing some of the high school students. They decorate the town for Christmas. Mm. Um, they put up the lights and the um, the the streamers that go around the light poles and all of that. And, and they have great fun doing that. So we got to decorate our town for Munster and um, for Christmas. And um, they had a they had a really nice time doing that. But probably what makes me the most proud of all of them is um how they are with each other um our our older students definitely take on um, the responsibility of being a role model for the younger ones very seriously mm. and it to see the 8th graders with their um 3 and 4 and 5 year old buddies at mass, it, um it, it 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 it's always really beautiful and um and they just that's what they're they're going to carry with them uh you know when when they go is is being being a good role model and um so that, that, that always warms my heart.
0: Yes, indeed. Sure. Uh, Miss Nisa Lagel is the principal of Sacred Heart Catholic School in Munster. She's in her fourth year and has uh, many, many years of experience as a teacher and also uh, as a principal as well. The website for Sacred Heart uh, Catholic School in Munster is shmunster.com. shmunster.com. And Munster is M-U-E-N-S-T-E-R dot com. It's a beautiful, beautiful community in the northern part of the Fort Worth Diocese. And if you haven't gotten out there, just, uh, I, I highly recommend just going out there and getting a B and B and spending a weekend in Munster and make sure you take in Mass at Sacred Hearts, a beautiful, uh, parish, a very German town. And I think you'll enjoy it very much. Um, Nisa, one, one of the things I, I really enjoyed about the website is just there's a lot of information there. You talk about the success of the students. you you've already mentioned some of the accomplishments, but also uh routinely scoring well above the state national standardized tests. And so um talk about both academically and spiritually how Sacred Heart forms kind of the whole student.
1: Well um what we we do and it, it's just kind of an inherent philosophy is that we um we we want to challenge them and so we do our best to challenge them academically, but then uh, giving them the tools. We we were blessed to go to Mass uh, three times a week, Monday, Thursday, and Friday. And then during religion on Fridays, they go to adoration.
2: Mm.
1: And so when you add up all those hours um, spent before the Blessed Sacrament, there is no way that that cannot <laughs> um, have, it, have a positive effect. And, um, and, and it does. It really helps everything remain uh, Christocentric. All that we do um, is, is rooted in, in Christ. And I think that's just the expectation and is inherent in, in all that we do yes. um, as a faculty, staff, as families, everything
0: yes i also liked on the the website uh, you had college degrees of recent graduates uh what what, what they've done uh, i i imagine with a close-knit community like you have you keep track of your graduates and homecoming is very special and so uh mm-hmm. do you, you kind of know where the graduates are what they're doing in their life uh, how, how are you able to keep up with all that
1: well, um, they usually stop by. We have <laughs> we have one graduate um, who is in the focus ministries, and he's going to come back um, during vocations week, I'm hoping. Um, we still have to schedule that. We have about at our homecoming this year, there were, I want to say, 75 to 100 ladies um, that did a dance the kids. Hmm. They were all former drill team, um, dance team members, cheerleaders, and um oh my gosh, that was so much fun. <laughs> and uh, each year did a um a different uh, routine and um but there were so many of them and they toured the school beforehand and ev- everybody um without a doubt takes ownership of of Sacred Heart. Even if they've graduated 20 plus years ago.
0: Yes. And is the majority of people, uh, the students there from Munster, uh, are there people busing in? Where are the students coming from?
1: Um, well, we have quite a few from Munster and we also have a full bus. Um, we have a bus that stops at immaculate conception in Denton in the morning. And, um, Picks up ah uh, usually it's between eight and ten kiddos, depending on the day
2: yeah
1: and um and so we have a a pretty full bus heading here in the morning and um and so that that's a lot of fun they come We have some from Sanger, some from denton we've had some inquiries from uh sherman uh whitesboro um those areas and uh so yeah we um they come from all over yeah. a doubt
0: i'm guessing this is the time of year of course we're recording this in uh in january when uh, parents start thinking about the fall they it's not too early i'm guessing to start thinking about what their students are going to do in the fall maybe they want to transfer maybe there's a new student that's Leaving, you know, public school to a Catholic school. So, uh, talk about the timing of registration for the fall semester and what people, what parents should have in their mind right now.
1: Um, they should be uh, watching our website and probably maybe mid beginning mid February is when we'll have that information on our website and they'll be. Um, they're always welcome to come set up a shadow day. We're thinking about setting up. Some specific shadow days and those will also uh, be communicated via our website. Um, and they can come and we'll set them up with a buddy and they can hang out with us for the day and see how, how things go at, at Sacred Heart for a regular day. And, um, there, we use Renweb as our parent portal. So they'll be able to do everything through, um, run web and they'll be sent a link once they inquire and they would be able to register and uh, tour and ask any questions they needed to. Mm -hmm.
0: And talk about the tuition and also financial aid. I know it's always got to be a question that comes up with most parents. Uh, There Probably Mm -hmm. a lot of students are getting financial aid. So the ones who said, I'd like to go, but I don't know if I can afford it. What would you say to that?
1: Um, we do have financial assistance available. We never want that to be a rate limiting step if a Catholic education is is what you desire for your child. And um our tuition is very um it, it it's affordable. It's around sixty five hundred for um eighth grade to the younger grades and then it's around Eight to nine thousand, um, depending on if you add the bus and things like that, um, for the older ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, it's very affordable.
0: All right. And I guess the key is if somebody has the desire to send their kids there, just call you or, uh, email you and, and just ask, start asking the questions, right? <laughs> and,
1: correct. Uh, yes. And they just email Nisa Legal N-I-S-A-L-A-G-L-E at shmunster.com. They will get me or feel free to call our front office and Miss Dill will transfer you to me.
0: Either way. Yeah, I remember the time, uh, gosh, it was, I don't know how many years ago, we, we did a, a live broadcast uh, from uh, inside the building, and it was so much fun. I I think that, uh, gosh, I don't know how many years ago, I think that might have been before your time, but uh, uh, maybe we can come on out there sometime and and, and and bring our equipment and do a live broadcast and talk to some of the the, uh, the, the faculty. And so we're, we're just about out of time. Uh, Miss Nisa Lagle is uh, my guest, and she is the principal in her fourth year at Sacred Heart Catholic School in Munster. Uh, the website has a lot of information on it. Uh, if, you, if you're interested or you'd just like to learn about this great school, just go visit shmunster.com. Obviously, SH stands for Sacred Heart. dot uh, rcom And you can find out everything uh, that you'd like, and f- including how to get a hold of uh, Nisa, uh, Lego the Principal. Uh, just uh, a couple minutes remaining. Anything else that you'd like to mention uh, that might, Encourage uh, folks to check out the website or come on out to Munster for a visit, Nisa.
1: Oh, just um, you know, you'll never know unless you uh, take a step in that direction. And so, I highly encourage you to, if you feel the the whisperings of the Holy Spirit, pay attention to them and come on out.
0: <laughs> and have you be- <laughs> have you become a fan of German food out there in Munster?
1: Yes, we have some amazing <laughs> cheese and sausage, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, if you
0: go to Munster, you've got to get some German food. So, uh, well, yes. Well, well, Nisa, thank thank you for making yourself available. Congratulations on all the success and uh, all the, the, the great things. I can just hear it in your voice. You have so much excitement for what you do, and uh, you're definitely in the right in the right place. And also, uh, as I mentioned before, thank you to Father Joe Keating. He's uh, been very open to uh, working and collaborating with Catholic Radio to promote the parish and of course also the school as well and again the website shmunster.com do you want to give any personal um email or phone number uh, nisa
1: sure it's um my my email uh is nisa legal n-i-s-a legal l-a-g-l-e at shmunster.com
0: that almost sounds that a german name nisa
1: um, uh, actually, our name used to be Mick um, Laglen when our ancestors came over, they shortened it to Lagle.
2: Okay. But, um,
1: it, it's kind of funny. My grandpa's name was uh, Schindler,
2: oh, <laughs> which like- most
1: definitely is a, a German, and my grandmother's maiden name
0: was more yellow so she was italian ah. i'm
1: italian
0: and german yeah all right great combination uh well thanks again uh miss nisa Lego. again principal sacred heart catholic school of munster uh you can uh go to the website shmunster.com or you can email her directly her name nisa lago at shmunster.com nisa is n-i-s-a Legol is l-a-g-l-e Nisa, what a unique and interesting name. Nisa Lego at shmunster.com. Uh thanks so much. Hope we can talk again and appreciate your time today, uh, Miss Lego.
1: Oh, uh, thank you so much.
0: All right, thanks. This has been the interview of the week. Thanks to Manny for running the board. And uh we always appreciate leads and folks reaching out and saying, hey, I got an idea for you. So if you have any suggestions for an inter a future interview of the week, you can email me directly, Dave Palmer at GRN Online. Dot .com, Dave Palmer at grNonline.com. God bless you.
3: Father Larry Richards, a popular conference speaker, pastor from Erie, Pennsylvania, and founder of the Reason for Our Hope Foundation, will conduct a four-day parish mission at St. Mary Catholic Parish in Sherman. The purpose of the mission is to help people grow in their love for God and give them hope and direction in their daily lives. The event takes place from March 13th through March 16th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. To register, call 903-893-5148. That's 903-893-5148. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Doctors Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com.
0: Welcome, everybody. This is the interview of the week here on KTH 9, 10 a.m. Guadalupe Radio Network. Can you know that I am a big fan, as is Cecil Anderson, our North Texas assistant of The Chosen? And we have been uh, talking about this a lot on the radio of late. And it's a real honor uh, to be able to speak to one of the uh, the actors, the stars, I guess you could say, of uh, The Chosen. Uh, season three uh, has been going on on for a couple of months now. And the big news uh, here is that the chosen uh, season three finale is going to premiere on February 2nd and 3rd internationally in 2000 screens and cinemas across the world and uh, Thursday, February 2nd and Friday, February 3rd. And so that's primarily what we're going to talk about. And I'm honored to have of joining me uh, in this interview jordan walker ross who plays a uh, little james in the chosen and uh, i remember going out to atlanta for the premiere and his particular scene with jonathan rumi as jesus i think was the the the, the best scene in my opinion those those first two episodes and so it's a great honor to speak with you uh, jordan and uh, thanks for being on the program today
4: Well, thank you so much. That means a lot. I, uh, I'm still floating on cloud nine from that, that premiere in Atlanta. So it was, uh, that was a a special
0: experience. It was emotional for you, wasn't it?
4: It was. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I got all my tears out when we were filming the scene, but then, uh, Watching all of my, you know, castmates giving these incredible performances and just being there with each other, knowing that we've been on this journey together from day one, um, was emotional. You know, I was I was a wreck by the end of it, but it was it was special.
0: <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know what we're talk- talking about, who haven't seen, I think it's uh, it's uh, episode two. Yeah. Well, we'll return to that here in just a moment. But let me first of all just kind of get a little bit more of a bird's eye view of what's going on uh, for those who don't know what the Chosen is, and maybe. Maybe they're just hearing about this for the first time, but there might be a few people in that, that category. Uh what is it and, and what does it mean to you, particularly as as an actor playing one of the apostles?
4: Sure. Uh well, The Chosen is the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ and, and his apostles. Uh we have completed all three of the first or the first three seasons of the show. Um the plan is to do seven total seasons. Uh and yeah, it's it's just been an incredible experience i i think the thing about the the chosen that sets it apart from other similar projects is that um it is multi season so so it it has a longer amount of time to really flesh out all of these characters and get to know all of them. Um, So the apostles, little James included, aren't just these, you know, miscellaneous bearded men in the background. Um, They have their own stories, their own characteristics and traits and, and, and personalities and store like the, their backgrounds. And it's really been fun to explore that in little James because there's not much known about him biblically. Uh, So getting to create his story, um, and add some of myself in there, including my, my disabilities has been a really special experience.
0: Yeah. And that's where I think Dallas Jenkins, uh, the, the brilliance of him and also the writers in, you, you know, taking a little bit of license and creating some storylines like Matthew being, uh, you know, have being on the spectrum of autism and, and, and where it may not be exactly as stated in the book in the Bible, but it, it's, it's feasible that it could be. So sure. tell us about your characters, little James and the disability. And then maybe that would be a good way to segue into this powerful scene in episode two as well.
4: Yeah, of course. So little James, um, you know, the, he's mentioned a few times. He's always included in the 12 apostles, but, um, other than that, there's just little pieces of information we can find in historical texts. So <clears throat> when I was cast and Dallas Jenkins made my disability, part of the character, Um, it opened up a whole new world of opportunities to, to explore some really difficult questions and subjects, uh, within faith communities, because the relationship between faith and healing is a really complicated one. Um, and as someone with disabilities myself, it's something I've wrestled with. It's, it's, uh, all of the questions Little James asks in his scene with Jesus are questions I've asked myself and, and questions, things that I've struggled with. So, um, I think it's kind of a universal message, uh, of wondering, uh, why me or why not me, or comparing ourselves to others, and I'm I'm so grateful that Dallas and and the rest of our creative team on, on the Chosen has been brave enough to address those questions head on.
0: Mm-hmm. And so this uh, particular scene, you're basically asking Jesus, who has power to heal, why he is hasn't healed you. And his response, as I recall, just paraphrasing was that, you know, he, he wasn't going to do it yet. And he's going to let you continue to have this disability so that his, his, I don't know. How would you, how would you describe it? That it's almost like his, his power, his, 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 the beauty and truth of who Jesus is can come out even through your weakness, right? Would that be sure. a good way to summarize it?
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I recently, ha- I have a podcast and I interviewed, uh, Nick, uh, Vujicic, who is a motivational speaker who's, who's born without limbs. And, um, one thing he talked about was, uh, you know, asking God not to waste his pain, not to waste his, his, uh, disability. Don't let it be for nothing. Let me do something with this. Um, and I, I think that there is that aspect of, you know, we we don't we, physical pain um, is something that's it's kind of inevitable for all of us in this life. You know, there's no uh, no one really that that goes through life without some sort of struggle or or even emotional pain. Um, but I, I think that it, it's something we can use all of that for good. We can we can use our circumstances for good, um, and sometimes we have lessons to learn through all of that or whatever the case may be but um yeah it's it's a really tricky subject but i was so pleased with how how our writers addressed it
0: mm-hmm. and other than that particular scene that i've been kind of focusing on what else what were your other favorite memories of season three and maybe you could even give us a little preview of these last two episodes that are coming yeah. to the big screen uh february 2nd and 3rd
4: sure so there's um you know in in Season three, it was easily our our biggest season yet, our most emotional season yet. And, uh, episode seven and eight are the most emotional episodes we've ever done, the The biggest episodes, most cinematic we've ever done. Um, and so they're, they're easily the most demanding of, of being seen on the big screen. So, uh, I, I, recommend everyone do that. Find the biggest screen possible with the biggest crowd possible to experience these, these episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, just filming the feeding of the 5,000 with over 12,000 extras on set, um, over the course of three days was, was such a surreal experience. Um, it, it was almost like a, a music festival. Like the, the number of people that we saw there, I kept calling it uh, Chozella instead of <laughs> Uh But it was, uh, yeah, it was so special getting to interact with that number of fans that were were not just willing to go sit out in the hundred degree weather, but they were happy to they were happy to be there sweating you know with the smell of fish everywhere of uh, baking in the sun um and uh they were just so happy to be there and to be a part of such a historical scene um and it energized all of us in the cast it it really gave us this boost when you know it's easy to feel drained and like, oh, I just want today to be over whenever it's a hundred and five degrees and you're out there for 12 hours but being with those with that group of people um really energized us and and helped us get through it uh and i from what i've seen of those those moments um it was all 100 percent worth it because it looks incredible
0: Mhm. Very few of us have the perspective you have as being one of the actors. I was blessed to be able to go on the set uh, a few months ago and also like I mentioned to the the premiere in Atlanta, but you've got this perspective that very few people have. Why do you think what what makes the chosen work? I mean, it it just become this phenomenon. I'm sure it's even surprised Dallas Jenkins how big it's got uh, what do you think is the secret sauce or what, what, what makes it so special?
4: I think, you know, with most projects, I think it kind of starts with the writing. And I think with The Chosen, um, they've done an incredible job of, of telling these characters stories in such a unique way, offering perspectives that aren't often, uh, you know, offered in other faith based projects. Um, it's, it's written with so much compassion, even for characters like Judas, who's you know typically this mustache twirling villain but now he's offered or he he's portrayed with so much uh compassion and then you know the the story of the good samaritan in season 2 is told from the perspective of the thief that left the the man for dead and it shows him with compassion so there's so much Um, of that. And I think that's something that people are able to relate to. And then I think they see themselves in the apostles and in Jesus, because like I mentioned earlier, we have the benefit of being able to tell their stories over the course of seven seasons. So, uh, there's a lot of backstory and a lot of, uh, character development that we can squeeze into that, that other films or limited series don't have that, that same privilege.
0: Mm-hmm. Where are you all as far as the, 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 um, filming of the series? Have you gotten into filming season four yet or, or where are you in the process? Not quite.
4: We're, so we're, we're in the beginning stages of, of, you know, we'll be getting scripts soon and schedules. Uh, March is, is when we're aiming to start on season four. Um, and yeah, so, so the gap in between seasons shouldn't be as, as long as it was before. Um, we should be on a, uh, a tighter schedule in terms of shooting and getting the seasons out so people won't have to wait as long in, yeah in between and season seasons. three
0: for those who haven't seen it really has uh, the, the main kind of themes has been some of the tension that is starting to arise with this you know jesus uh and people are the you know the romans are becoming more aware of him and the jewish leaders yeah. and that that's really kind of the overall theme of season three is that a little, little Tension and uh, is, is brewing, which, which, uh, you know, of course, we all know how things are going to end up, but, but that, that's what, what season three was mostly about, wouldn't you say?
4: Yeah. I think, uh, and, and not just tension brewing uh, within Jesus's enemies, but also within the group, within the apostles. There's, um, you know, the honeymoon phase is kind of over for, for a lot of them, uh, it, little James included. You know, at first, they're all so excited to be doing this new revolutionary thing. But now the reality is kind of sinking in of what it means to, to give up their lives to follow this man. And, and, um, I think that they're realizing the, um, the consequences of all of that and, uh, having doubts pop up and, and resentment and questions because it's not always what you expect it to be. Um, and I love that. It shows that just because you find your faith or find God doesn't mean that it's just smooth sailing from there it, you know there's still going to be bumps in the road it's still going to be tricky and complicated and uh the chosen never shies away from that
0: mhm you ever just uh, be at like walmart or something and people are like hey there's little james from the chosen did uh, do you get last, recognized
4: yeah last night actually i was going into the grocery store and someone i heard a woman as she was walking out yell james and uh just give me <laughs> a, a big hug and yeah it's it's great it's like i i have friends everywhere i go now
0: yeah, I can't imagine doing what you do or Jonathan or any of the actors without being changed. I mean, this is a, uh, uh, yeah, of course you're an actor, but, and you do other things, but this is, this must be a, a life-changing role and just opportunity for you as an actor.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think that the chosen, um, you know, it, it it's, such an incredible group of people. The story, it's so meaningful to so many around the world. Um, it's affecting them, not just from an entertainment standpoint, but on a spiritual level. Um, and for me personally, getting to play Little James has helped alter the way I view myself and helped me love and accept the things that make me different. And um, little James as a character is 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 helping others do the same. And that's the biggest gift I could have ever asked for as an actor. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, my wife and I and my family are enjoying it very much. It's given us many opportunities for date nights uh, okay. where we sit around and we watch these episodes. And so we are uh, very, very grateful to you and Dallas and the whole team for, uh, for bringing – this story in in such a uh, phenomenal way. Jordan Walker-Ross has been my guest. He plays Little James in The Chosen. Season 3 is coming to a wrap. And it, the finale, the final two uh, episodes are going to be premiering February 2nd and 3rd internationally, of course right here in dallas fort worth uh, 2000 cinemas and so please uh, avail yourself of the opportunity to get out there because uh, as jordan said it's a whole lot bigger and better the bigger the screen is and um and so go out there it's going to be uh thursday february 2nd um uh and also friday february 3rd where you can have the opportunity uh to go see these and so uh jordan walker ross thank you very much for the opportunity it's it's good to speak with you
4: Of course. Thank you. It was nice speaking to you, too.
0: Yeah, thank you. And this has been the interview of the week here on KTH 910 AM Guadalupe Radio Network. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
3: Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH
4: 910 AM interview of the week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM interview of the week.
0: Hello, I'm Joshua Stayfish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at
1: AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100.
3: Are you a parent in need of funds to help you better afford sending your children to school? Are you interested in learning about a great scholarship opportunity? The Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation is celebrating their 19th year of awarding Spirit of Love scholarships to Catholic students in the Diocese of Dallas. The application submission period will be January 2nd through February 1st, 2023. For more information about the Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation, visit RebeccaLeaRivera.org or call 972-480-5255. 7 3.
4: St. Joseph is the patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We'd be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We're an equal housing lender, NMLS 265303.
0: Do you own a Catholic business or apostolate, and would you like some additional promotion through the radio? Hi, this is Dave Palmer. It is car raffle season, and that means we are heading out and about a lot in January and February doing live remote broadcasts from Catholic apostolates and Catholic-owned restaurants and businesses. If you'd like us to broadcast live from your place of business, just let me know, and we can work out the details. Email Dave Palmer at grnonline.com, A-S-A-P. That's Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Thank you for your support of Catholic Radio here in North Texas.
5: I, the Lord of sea and sky I have heard my people They're dark. This is Julie Carrick, host of We Sing Our Faith on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I want to share with you a song from my album, Shades of Grace, the song Mother of Grace. Of course, it is the Hail Mary set to music, as well as that beautiful prayer of St. Bernard of Clairvaux, the Memorare. So from Shades of Grace, Mother of Grace. And of course, more information can be found at WeSingOurFaith.org, Julie Carrick.com. Now, Mother of Grace. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord our God is with you. Blessed are Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession.
4: For listening to KATH 910 a.m., Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.